Hi, and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Movie Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Movie Girls, where you'll get access to all of our bonus content, including our movie serials, which is basically books that have been turned into series as opposed yes. to movies. Um, those take a little bit more time to kind of dissect. So yes. we've thrown them onto our Patreon. Um, but this week on our regular feed, we are doing True Grit. Yes. The... 2010 movie. Correct. Adaption. Yes. A boyfriend and I was very upset that we weren't doing the, the original. At this point, I would have cared neither way. <laughs> I mean, Western, maybe, I don't know. I'm, Western I'm, is not Rosha's favorite. No. <laughs> I've come to realize that. I think I knew that, but like now it's solidified. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I have, you'll appreciate this. I have um, titled this one, Who Run on a Coon Hunt, Sis? I like it. Yep. How am I going to write that? Oh, I've, I, I, I spoke. Huron on a coon hunt, sis. Okay. Got it. I was, I, I'm assuming you listened to it while you were reading it, right? Yes. So it took me, it's only, the book's only what, like 200 and some pages. Mm-hmm. And it took me so much longer to read than I thought it was going to, because I kept like saying it in this like, yeah. so slow, like Western draw. And I was like, what am I like? Just, just, just read it. At one point I accidentally changed the speed uh-huh. to like one Speed, yeah. which is so slow. Right. So she was like, coon hunt. Yeah. Like, like, no. That's literally how it was in my mind, was reading it like that. It was awful. <laughs> it was just awful. Anyway, um, so the book was originally published May 21st, 1968, and it's written by Charles Portis. It somehow has a 4.1 out of 5 on Goodreads. I don't think you're going to agree with much, even what I have to say about the movies either. <sighs> It's it's 224 pages. I think you just need to admit that this is not your genre. It's not. But it's a lot of people's genre. <laughs> like I a mean, lot. More power to you if it is. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, like I just said, uh, we are covering the 2010 edition. Um, the original movie was came out in 1969, which was only about a year after the book was written. Um, it, this version is PG-13. It's a drama western. It's only an hour and 50 minutes long. Thank God. Are you going to get it out? <laughs> hey, this is probably the first, well, aside from all the bright places episode where I've really just not, not clicked with it. Anyway, I'll try uh, to keep it at a minimum. It was directed and screenwritten by brothers um, Joel and Ethan Cohen, who they won three Oscars for their work on No, no Country for Old Men. They won an Oscar for their sc- screenwriting in Fargo, and they were nominated for three Oscars for this movie. So funny you should say that because No Country for Old Men, I think, is a brilliant film. Not saying that that's Western mm-hmm. per se, but it's <laughs> right. got that kind of like deserty vibe. I think I don't know. I don't know what deserty it is. Vibe. I don't know what it is about this book and movie. <laughs> I think you went into it with a bad attitude, so it didn't help. Well, yeah, the whole time I thought Clint Eastwood was the main character. No, (laughs) Clint Eastwood isn't even in the original. I know. Anyway, so the IMDb synopsis reads, a stubborn teenager enlists the help of a tough U.S. marshal to track down her father's murderer. I feel like that's a good all-encompassing description of the movie. 
I and love it that. Sounds it's interesting. A, I just love that it's a stubborn teenager because she right. definitely was. Right. <laughs> um, so some interesting facts about the book. The book was originally published uh, in 1968 as a serial on the Saturday Evening Post. Hmm. Um, apparently, then it came became a movie. I don't know. Um, then, like you mentioned, it was adapted for a screenplay for in 1969. Um, with the same title, it starred John Wayne, Kim Darby, and Glenn Campbell. Uh, six years after that, in 1975, uh, John Wayne reprised his role as Rooster in the sequel film called Rooster Cogburn, which won't be watching that. Um, <laughs> and lastly, a made-for-television sequel also aired in 1978. So those are the other adaptations aside from the one that we're covering today. Correct. Thank you for taking those out of the movie facts. <laughs> this is this is how little I, okay. research I wanted to do about this. Apologies. <laughs> um, so, well, good thing because I'm on the opposite spectrum. I love a good Western movie. So good. We'll have we'll good uh, banter back and forth. Um, and I will also say that a whopping 95% on Rotten Tomatoes agrees with me. Wow. Which is probably one of the top three highest that we've had since we've started this better go put my uh, review in <laughs> um and the 1969 version actually has an 89 percent review so people like both of them uh the budget for this movie was only 38 million and it grossed over 252 million dollars worldwide making it the coen brothers the first their first film to gross over 100 million dollars in the united states okay do we think it's the popularity of the book or the fact that it was already like the popularity of the first film that really catapulted probably both man if you're a fan of this can you email us and like really give me like a good description of why you're a fan of this actually i'll just ask you (laughs) we'll get to it at the end (laughs) um so one thing that was interesting though is that in both of these movies um you know in the original glenn campbell was in in that movie and Haley steinfeld's in this movie Mm -hmm. who are actually originally singers and not actor Ah, actresses so that was kind of um interesting john wayne um actually won an oscar for his leading role in the original and i guess because we'll we'll get into the cast but jeff bridges i guess felt like he had a lot to live up to so the coen brothers were like the first thing that we need to tell you was like don't even think about the first movie how do you not though (laughs) i know i know i feel like in any like i mean all the batmans are compared to each other true so um the movie was nominated for 10 academy awards failing to win any and going down in film history as um one of the most ever nominated films not to win an oscar 10's a lot the academy knows what's up the academy's the one that nominated it so you can't they're they're the ones that vote for it too yeah but i'm just saying it was like it was it's like Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, only uh, one of only fifteen or sixteen Western films have been actually nominated for um, Best Picture at the Academy. So this was actually the first Western to be nominated um, for a Best Picture at the Academy Awards um, since nineteen ninety. Uh, two Unforgiven was nominated, and Dances with, with Wolves in nineteen ninety was nominated. Mm, that's so, a Western too. Yeah. Have you ever seen Dances yeah. with Wolves? Well, I would. I would hope I would know if it was a Western or not. Yeah, if I had it's, seen it. It, I think it. Well, no, nah, I don't know. I don't think you'd like it. But it that one is isn't top is, notch. Is it Patrick Swayze that's in that? No, it is. My mother texted me over the weekend telling me that one of my facts was wrong. Ooh, with Pretty Woman. I think I said somebody else. And it was like Richard Gere. Or no, something. you did say Richard Gere. I thought because oh I definitely fact checked you after the fact, mm. and it was accurate. 
I thought she was telling me I was wrong, so I didn't respond to her. It's Kevin Costner. That's who <laughs> ah, it is. Kevin I could picture his name or whatever. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the cast. So Rooster Cogburn, who is the marshal of the film, basically he's hired to go find the bad guy, mm-hmm. um, is played by Jeff Bridges. Um, he was nominated for his role in this film. Actually, he didn't win. Um, but he does have an Oscar for his role in Crazy Heart, and we saw him in The Giver as well. Um, interesting enough, though, so in the book... Cogburn is basically like in his 40s. He's Mm -hmm. like kind of a younger-ish type guy. Both John Wayne and Jeff Bridges were in their 60s when they played this role. I mean, he looks good for 60. (laughs) I'll just say that. Um, I have a feeling that one of your reasons you didn't like this film is because he's really hard to understand and he mumbles a lot. Well, you know me. I don't normally read or watch movies with subtitles. Mm -hmm. Now, more often, I have been just in case I miss something. The problem with this one, and I don't know if it was the <laughs> format or the, the the streaming app that I used, mm-hmm. the subtitles were late. So mm-hmm. I would listen to what they were saying, and then like five seconds later, the subtitle would come on. So then I felt disjointed, mm-hmm. and I was like, what's happening? What am I, am I listening? Am I reading? So it got up to be a little confusing. But yes, they are very hard to understand, <laughs> yes. especially Jeff Bridges. I was going to say, that sounds like a, a personal problem, because <laughs> my like subtitles... It sounds like a Redbox streaming app uh, problem. I was going to say, because Amazon <laughs> Prime was fine. That's <laughs> mm, what I get for um, going Redbox. But you know what? I love Jeff Bridges. Like, I really, really love him. So was he hard to, you know, understand? Yeah. But, but the, I mean, I, that's what the, these yeah. type of roles the are character for. character asked for it. Uh, so Maddie Ross, who is the stubborn teenage girl mm-hmm. in this film, is played by Hailey, Hailey Steinfeld. Um, she, this is actually her very first movie that she ever did. She was in a couple other things before, but first movie. Um, but she was actually nominated for Best Supporting Role in this film. And speaking of her being the supporting role, it's interesting because Maddie Ross in this film actually has the most screen time and the most um, lines. Yeah. And she's the protagonist in this. Um, but it was still nominated as a supporting role, not a leading role, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Um, but we've also seen, um, Haley in Ender's Game, which we'll get to eventually. She was in Perch. Pitch Perfect 2 and 3, um, and she's going to be in the series Hawkeye. Um, she's entering the Marvel Universe. Oh um, and then she's More al- power to her. Yes, and she's also going to be in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, which will be in 2022. Wait, so. I thought we had that already. No, that's different. This is a whole other one. They're another movie or a series? It's a movie. Oh, have you not heard about this? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Isn't that a movie already? No. What? No. What? So this one's different. This one has like all the different Spider-Mans. Haven't you seen like all the trailers and stuff about no, how so what's, potentially... What's the um, animated one? I thought that one was called Into the Spider-Verse. I think it's just called Spider-Verse. Oh. Or something weird. I can't remember. Man. Marvel just cash grabs like oh, for crazy. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, there was over actually 15,000 girls who applied for this role um, as Maddie, but they actually ended up casting... Uh, Haley because she was actually able to grasp onto the hard um, words of, mm-hmm. of this film. Yeah. So, but I actually thought she did a great job. I, I really liked, her, liked her, a lot. her in the in the role. I think she was really the only thing I liked in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she had an, uh, the right amount of like sass, mm-hmm. and she she was like quick witted. Yeah, obviously, you know, she's an actress, but um, yeah, I thought her 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 job or she did a good job yeah. with the role. Um, on the flip side, this is the big negative for me. Uh, 
LaBeef <laughs> in the film. Oh. No. It's played by Matt Damon. You don't like I, Matt Damon? I love Matt Damon. Oh. I did not buy him in this role for Got one it. second. That's fair. Not one second. Obviously, we know Matt Damon. He has an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. He was in The Martian, and he's in a m- new movie called Stillwater um, that is loosely portrayed on the Amanda Knox case, <laughs> ah. um, which I really want to see. But yeah, I love Matt Damon. This wasn't the right role for him. You're right. He's not believable in this. No, he's supposed to be playing a Texas Ranger. Like, it just wasn't... It didn't do it for me yeah, at all. I get that. I mean, I feel like we kind of also... I personally didn't think I fully believed him in The Martian either. But this is just kind of one of those that you're like, hmm. there's probably a zillion <laughs> other actors you know that what could I, do this role better than he you can. You want to know what I kept thinking about? Have you seen Night at the Museum? Yes. Great movie. Robin Williams on like court yes (laughs) yes that's what i pictured the entire time during this film like that's what he reminded me of yeah like a joke yeah yeah like it was supposed to be funny (laughs) almost (laughs) and maybe that's what he was going for yes (laughs) um last character i want to talk about was tom is tom cheney played by uh, josh brolin do you know who he is i mean i know him do i know what he's from no (laughs) okay i'm gonna give you a guess okay he is my favorite villain of all time in the Marvel universe. Oh gosh. Have I seen this movie? Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm drawing blanks. He's Thanos. Is he? He is. Oh wow. He's also Cable in Deadpool, which he's phenomenal in that as well. He's Thanos? Yeah. It's wild. That is wild. It's wild. Um, he he has some good makeup. <laughs> um, he has an Oscar nomination for a supporting role in Milk. He was in American Gangster W, and he was also in No Country for Old Men. I love him. He's not in this movie very much, but I couldn't not talk about him. You said Milk. Milk. I know. I was waiting for you. <laughs> I was waiting for you. Uh, I like him. Yeah. To your point, he's not really. You know, I mean, we hear about him this entire movie, yeah. but really only see him for mm-hmm. a couple of scenes. So uh, he was fine. I didn't like him or hate him um my actually my other favorite character in this whole movie but i didn't i couldn't justify putting him on the list um was the guy in the bear the bear skin coat oh okay <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the guy that like cockadoodle do oh, yeah, him too i liked him too <laughs> all right time for who said it um these are probably going to be easy because I just didn't care enough. Uh, <laughs> your first quote is, it will be to our mutual advantage. It is at least a two-man job to take him alive. I'm sorry. Your dog was currently chewing on my cord. Oh, good. <laughs> so I would like you, for, could you please reuse it again in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> sure. It will be to our mutual advantage. It is at least a two-man job to take him alive. Um, Cogburn? Mm. Rooster? LaBeef. Mm, LaBeef. Also, like, why is it not LaBeef? LaBeef. <laughs> Shia LaBeef will always be Shia right. LaBeef now. LaBeef. Uh, okay, next one. You are young. It is time you learned that you cannot have your way in every little particular. Rooster. Yes. <laughs> next one. Nothing is going right for me. Oh, that's Tom Chaney. Yeah, it is, because nothing is going nothing right for him. Nothing is going right for him. <laughs> Last one. Keep your seat, trash. Oh. I don't remember that one. Uh, Let's go with Maddie. It is Maddie. <laughs> it's at the very end of the movie when she goes back to see... Um, it's like old Maddie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Adult I just Maddie. really like the way she said it. <laughs> All right. Your options for F. Mary Kill are Rooster Cogburn, Mr. LaBeef, 
<laughs> and Tom Chaney. Okay, well, we got to kill Tom Chaney. You can't <laughs> not. Um, oh, God. I will... I will marry um, Rooster because he just seems brave. He's going to protect me at all times. Right. Um, And I will ride into the sunset with Labeef. I will also kill Tom Chaney, um, but I'm going to marry Labeef. Mostly because of his name. (laughs) Rosha Uh, Labeef. And I'll ride into the sunset with Rooster. Mostly because he is a good time. But like he also might be an alcoholic and like oh that might be like, is not <laughs> I was trying to be nice he one thousand percent is an alcoholic yeah so yeah that's what I'm gonna have to go with <laughs> all right well let's get this over with so Rosha can move on with her life that'd be great thanks <laughs> um, I mean let's just remember that what did I what have I read for you um if you bring up Harry Potter <laughs> one more time Harry Potter <laughs> um to kill a mockingbird <laughs> okay that is a classic this is a classic yeah, this is also a classic. To whose standards? Okay, according to the scratch off poster that I have of <laughs> the top 50 movie to book adaptations, True Grit is on here. Fine, I'll give it to you. So, thank you very much. Do they teach this in school though? They do not. Maybe they should. <laughs> Please, God, no. <laughs> um, so the, the movie opens up with a woman talking about how her father was killed um, by a man named Tom Cheney. And this, the opening of the movie is basically verbatim. From the book. Pretty much. Um, but basically we find out that there's, you know, a young girl who is set to get revenge on the guy who killed her father. Uh, so we then it then opens up with a young girl going to identify um, the body. And we see that she's accompanied by um, this African-American guy who doesn't get any say in the movie at all. None whatsoever. Because um, his name's Yarnell. And he is what? he's been, In the book, he's like their caretaker? Pretty much. Like he, I think, lives on their land. And like, is it Yarnell or Darnell? Yarnell. Yarnell? Um, yeah, I think he just kind of like lives with them and like takes care of their land yeah he like he went on this journey with her to go identify her dad's body um but anyways she ends up basically just sending him home and was like i have more business to take care of she's like i got stuff to do here just go home (laughs) um but it comes to find out that you know getting him back is going to be more money than what she thought so she needs to figure out a way to get some money before Mm -hmm. she can head back home um, or move on to go get her revenge. She ends up going to like try to figure out who she can go talk to. And someone's like, oh, like everyone's in like the center of town watching these men get hanged mm-hmm. because that's just like a daily thing, I guess. That's what they used to do in that yeah. day. Um, and I think in the book, there's like six guys up there getting hanged here. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just three. three? Oh, yeah. Okay. And they get to like, well, two of the three get to say their last words. Right. The poor Native American does not get to say his Not in the last movie. Words. In the book, they actually yeah. give him some time. I'm like, okay, well, at least the people in the book are nice. Right. <laughs> so after that, so Maddie then goes to try to talk to the sheriff about Tom Chaney. Like, you know, you think you can go to the sheriff and he can get you justice. You would think. Not so much. Um, basically, he tells her, like, all right, well, like, I can't catch him. But, like, if you want to go out, you know by all means but you should probably maybe hire somebody well yeah he's like you know he's the problem of the u.s marshals right like it's out of my control so she's like all right cool like who's the best marshal and he kind of like names a couple and like even at the end he was like well so-and-so is my best one she's like okay well give me the rooster guy (laughs) because he has true grit or whatever um so she tries to go um 
to talk to Mr. Cogburn. I in the movie they call Mr. him Mr. Cogburn. They, they they call him Cogburn way more than Rooster yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I liked Rooster. And he's in the outhouse outside of the saloon. <laughs> like maybe not the best time to like go find him. Um but basically he's like go I, away. I don't know. I do my best thinking in the bathroom. Basically he told so. her to get lost, kid. <laughs> get lost. He's like no, I'm not going to do that. Please leave. <laughs> Um, so she ends up going to talk to the colonel after this, who really is kind of like the trader banker guy, but he's also a colonel. Yeah, he, his character was a little confusing to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically what her father was doing in the town is he was there to buy some ponies. And and that was the one thing. at the In the book, we kind of got the description of what happened to her dad. Um, yeah, so we get way more description in the book in, in terms of, like, what actually happened to her dad. So basically, um, Tom was getting drunk at the bar somewhere. And um, later that night, he, like, goes back to – or he's trying to go to fight this other guy. Her dad, like, gets in the way. is like, don't go. It's not worth it. Obviously, being drunk, he doesn't realize what he's doing, and he ends up shooting him. It's funny. I don't remember if this is said in the movie later or not, but in the book, like, Tom says, like, I didn't really mean to do it. Right. I wasn't trying to necessarily kill your dad, um, which is interesting, but... Because supposedly they were friends. Yeah, but, of course, to her, it makes no difference. Right. You killed my dad. It's your your fault. Yeah. In the movie, we, like, kind of don't even (sighs) get... We don't get that explanation of no. what happened at all. No. So anyway, so she's at this colonel now trying to sell back these ponies that her dad bought that he never got. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, well, I don't want them back. Um, she's like, okay, well, then just like sell them, I, you know, sell them, I'll sell them back to you. Right. Um, also, Tom Chaney took the ah! horse that that was in your possession that my dad was using. Um, so I would like that money. And then there's like another horse involved. So she's trying to like get as much money as possible. I actually loved this exchange. I thought the yeah. scene was so good. And like the back and forth was like, yeah. Perfect. And I liked it in the book too. Yeah. Like it was like, this guy was just trying to get her to go away yeah. and she just was not going. Well, away. she wore him down finally and like right. eventually got what she wanted. Well, and she threatens to sue yeah. like any true American, <laughs> you know, if, if you don't give me $325, um, I'm going to sue you. Yeah. I just love like all throughout the movie, like no matter, what scenario she's in she's like i I have a good lawyer right like that's what everybody needs is a good lawyer right exactly (laughs) she ends up settling for um 320 Mm dollars um which is a lot of money back Back in the day yeah so she ends up going to this boarding house and they have like all of her father's things which i'm assuming like maybe that's where he stayed too well if you remember the lady who does like takes care of uh-huh. the boarding house, says that he got shot like right outside. Oh, of yes. The house. I think she might have actually been the one that was like kind of telling her that's, what that's what right, had happened. Yeah. Um, but then we also see that she ends up having to sleep with um, Grandma Turner, <laughs> who's like this little old lady <sighs> um, who snores it all night. <laughs> and also like takes all the covers. Right. Awful. So now Maddie, I guess the next day she wakes up and she's still trying to get to Mr. Cogburn rooster and she goes to the courthouse and she walks into basically um court is court is in session this part of the book was so long it's just unnecessary unnecessary i was like i wonder if i can just skip this because i feel like this is not necessary most certainly could have i could have really long story short uh rooster is on not even really on trial he's like basically just yeah he's testifying because he's a he's a marshal a u.s marshal so his job is to go bring these bad he's almost like a bounty hunter almost he goes to get these guys well he doesn't have the best like 
rapport with these people. So sometimes he just ends up shooting them. Right. So there's this uh, family called the Wharton family and he's killed almost all of them. <laughs> and so like they're trying, the guy's like trying to tell him like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. Like maybe like, let's not have him be a marshal right. anymore. Anyway, so it's this big, long back and forth or whatnot. After the trial, though, Maddie does end up finding Rooster and um, she like helps him roll a cigarette because he can't do that. And she like makes him another offer to help him or her find Tom Chaney. And I think she offers him, what, 50 bucks at this point. And he's still like, nah, I don't know. Like, it's whatever. (laughs) Um but she, she, you know, she tells him like, you know, this is my plan and I want to kill Tom Cheney with my father's gun. And he basically just like walks out on her. He's like, that's all fine and dandy, <laughs> but like, right. I don't care. Like, whatever. <laughs> so she walks back to the boarding house and she sees a man on the porch. Well, it's Matt Damon. <laughs> Good old Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's there with his spurs on his boot and then she like goes, this is like a really weird scene. She like goes to sleep. And when she wakes up, he's like at the foot of her bed. Yeah. And he's like talking to her and he's like, I'm the beef. <laughs> and, and he starts like talking about like, oh yeah. And I know your mom and like, she wants you home. And then he like, is like really like when she's like Kurt to him, he's yeah. like, well, I was thinking about kissing you, but now I'm not, I'm like, what? Super That's awkward. Really rapey. Well, and like what makes it even more awkward is like the fact that she's in bed and he's doing this in the book. I think they have an exchange like after right. dinner. Yeah. It night. is not in bed <laughs> in the book. And like, he does still say the creepy, like I was trying to kiss you thing or I thought yeah. about kissing you but like it's just it's amplified because she's in bed yeah it's very strange <laughs> but I guess I mean you gotta think about the times I'm sure that was probably common to, yeah you know kiss sure. a 14 year old sure still weird um but we kind of find out that Labeef is also trying to catch Tom Cheney mm-hmm. he's after him because he killed a state senator in Texas right. and his dog he's known so, as so Ch- Chumsford or Clemsford yeah or he has a different yeah. name or whatever and so Labeef is a Texas Ranger and has now come here because he heard that Tom Cheney is in this town so now that he found out that they're also you know chasing Tom Cheney he's like well let's join you know forces and she's like at first she's like no like i got the best guy (laughs) my guy's got this right and she's very much talking like i have him like he's already agreed to this like we're good and she definitely (laughs) she definitely does not yeah um she ends up getting um a letter from her lawyer that she then can go take back to the colonel to get the money that she was promised from him so at the same time she ends up making another deal with him um to buy one of the ponies for 10 whopping dollars. Yes. And then she, and it's this beautiful black pony, which is really a horse. Like let's, let's call a spade a spade here, but she calls him little blackie, cute. which is cute. Did you ever watch black beauty? Mm-mm. That's also a book, but I don't know if I want to, it's kind of sad. Also so. like that sounds really old. It, it's, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. probably like secret garden area era. Yeah. I remember actually for some reason remember my mom bought me like a set of like those type like, yeah four of those mm-hmm. books i don't know what other ones were in that series but it was like a cool edition of the books i never read them yeah and then i don't know what i did with yeah them. it was very much like black beauty secret garden maybe like narnia or something yeah something like that maybe maybe like huck finn or something oh yeah in the middle of all i don't know anyway <laughs> but that genre or whatever anyways tangent um so and then at this point she ends up going back to um rooster and he's like all right 
But like, I want a hundred dollars now, not just fifty. So and I want fifty in advance, right? <laughs> um, but so she cut. She agrees to it. But then the next morning, when she goes back to find him, he's gone, and he basically he just like left her a letter and was like, "Nah, I'm good. Here's a train ticket. Um, I'm gonna go get him on my own." Right. She ends up going after him, <laughs> and <laughs> so she gets on her horse. She goes to like the river, and in the book. The guys haven't crossed the river yet. No, and they they cross the river using a ferry. So right. it's like much more much larger of a distance than it's kind of portrayed in, in yeah. the book or in the movie, I mean. So because in the movie, she gets to this ferry dock and the guys are on the other side of the river already and they had told the ferry guy, "Hey, if she comes, don't let her cross." Right. So he tries to like take her back and she ends up, you know, Kicking him off, yeah. basically. And she makes the poor horse go across the river. Poor little Blackie. Little Blackie is, like, kind of the MVP totally. at the end of the day. Um, It's interesting because, like, in the book, she meets or she goes to see Rooster the night before, mm-hmm. similar to this. And she actually sees um, Labeef talking to him. So right. she kind of already knows, like, oh, I guess we're not working together. They try to convince her not to go. She obviously is so stubborn. They're like, okay, fine, whatever. The next morning, they're like, oh, we didn't think you were actually seriously coming. Yeah. But it's never like a, he doesn't try to like run away from her without her kind of knowing. Yeah, so. because now at this point in the movie, when she gets across, that's the first time she really has seen them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we come to find out that they have made a deal. Like they're working together now. And then like Labeef like totally like just manhandles her and like mm-hmm. pulls her off her horse and starts spanking her with a switch. Yeah. And I was like, I hate this. Like Matt Damon sucks. <laughs> you know? Matt Damon's character he, sucks. Right. <laughs> um, but he ends up stopping once Rooster pulls a gun on him. Actually, he's like, you know what? Like, stop. Right. Like, not cool. Like, yeah, she's stubborn, but like, just let it be. <laughs> right. So... They end up having, like, these two, Rooster and Labeef, just, like, have these, like, dumb pissing matches the entire movie. Couldn't even tell you what they were about. No. they didn't care because they didn't matter. No. It, it was, like, about <laughs> nothing. But basically, just, like, men being men. Exactly. <laughs> like, whose is bigger? Basically. basically. Um, so we come to find out that the deal that they made was that when they capture Cheney, they will take him back to Texas and split the reward money because there's a bunch of reward mm-hmm. money for him back in Texas. Um, and of course, Maddie's pissed. She's like, that wasn't, I'm paying you for my plan, right. not his plan. Like she wants justice served for her dad's killing, not right. some state senator that was killed. So Rooster and Labeef end up getting into another argument and they basically just break off their deal and Labeef rides off. Yeah. They don't. Labeef leaves like four times in this movie. Literally, and in four the book, times. he's he never leaves. He's with them the entire time. <laughs> right. I thought that was so interesting. I was like, okay, what was the purpose of getting him to like go and come back? Go yeah. And come back? Like, I, clearly, it could have been done with him staying too. Right. So yeah, I'm not sure. So now it's just Rooster and Maddie by themselves, and they come across this little house, and there's like two young boys like poking at a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and Rooster goes up and maybe like kicks these kids. And it's one of those things where like, it's really funny, but it's like, you shouldn't laugh at it. Right. But it's funny. It's awful. <laughs> um, but he cuts the donkey free. So the donkey can go away. Come to find out that at this little, this little shack that they're at, they've got some information that lucky Ned and his gang have been in that area. And that 
they came to like pay for resources from these people and that Cheney might actually be now associated with Lucky Ned's mm-hmm. gang. He actually brings out a, a gold piece that Maddie's like, that's definitely my dad's gold piece. And he's like, you don't know that. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so they're riding along at this point. Again, it's just Rooster and Maddie. And they come across this man like hanging from a very, very high tree. A very uh, dead man. Yes. Very, very dead. Um, and they think it might be Tom Cheney, but they can't tell because he's way up in the tree. And so Maddie ends up climbing all the way up this tree to like, see if it's him and because i actually really like this part because did i did because i thought it was so funny because maddie's like you want me to like cut him down and he was like yeah i like i might know that man <laughs> and then so she cuts him the guy falls down and he just looks at me and goes i do not know that man <laughs> get it because like if he's a marshal and it's like someone he's been on the lookout for i guess like he could take them dead or alive i just loved how he said i do not not know know that man (laughs) that doesn't happen in the book right no the hanging man does not happen in the book at all um so and then while they're there uh a native american rides up on his horse and ends up taking the dead body Mm -hmm. with him and then, so they're riding along again, and then they run into a man in this bearskin coat who's, like, also a dentist. <laughs> Apparently, um, back in the day, people served as multiple different um, right. professions. That was a thing, I guess. Well, and then, so he now has the dead body that the, in, that the Native American took from him, or took. So they made some sort of deal. And this guy also tells them, because they were like, it's starting to snow now. Like, we need shelter. So he's like, well, you should go over to Greaser Bob's shelter or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, so, which I thought was so interesting. I was telling boyfriend Ray, I was like, I don't know how people got, like, how do you know where anything is back in the, like, how do you get anywhere? There's no, like, McDonald's on the side of the road to be like, okay, once you pass the McDonald's, right. like, you'll see the shack. Ray goes, the North Star. I was like, it is, it is daytime. How do you fight? Figure it out. I would love to see boyfriend Ray actually find something using the North Star. He can barely find anything with GPS. Side note, he drives me nuts when we're trying to find something on GPS and he doesn't press go on the map. He watches the map. I'm like, just press go. Why? He's like, I just need to say, there might be a different way. I was like, just go with it. That's the whole point of a GPS. It I tells don't you know. exactly what to do. I don't know. His in his always defense is like, I am native. I know where I'm going. Mm. And I'm like, that's not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that is not that is not accurate. Anyway, so they end up getting to this house of Greaser Bobs, and this is also different because, like we said, Labeef is with them the entire mm-hmm. time. At this point in the movie, he is not with them. And so there's a chimney that's smoking up on the roof. So in the in the movie, Rooster sends Maddie up there and he's like, I'm going to go try to get them out. But if they don't come out, I need you to put this like blanket over the over the roof mm-hmm. over the chimney to smoke them out. In the book, it's Labeef up on on the roof. Right. And they basically tell Maddie, like, just stay with the horses. Right. <laughs> like, don't do anything. <laughs> right. So they won't let him in. Um, so Maddie ends up snuffing him out with the smoke. Um, and they still like don't come out and they just start shooting. So there's like a little gunfight. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> um, and they get into the house and they find um, a, na- a man named Emmett Quincy in there um, and another man named Moon. And they're basically asking him, like, have you seen Ned and his gang? That's who we're looking for. That's who we've come to find. And while they were in that little gunfight, the other man, Moon, had gotten shot in the leg. 
So he's like, man, that looks bad. Like, I can help you out <laughs> if you, like, just tell us what's going on. And just as Moon is starting to, like, going to talk and tell them what happens, Quincy comes and chops off his fingers and then sh- and then shanks him in the heart. The Just that, that gross. Right. I don't even want to describe it. A lot happened in, like, five seconds in this movie. Um, it was very much giving me... Um, like inglorious bastard vibes, yeah, like right. very much just like random, gory, right nonsense. Because when Quincy <laughs> does that, then Rooster just basically takes out his gun and shoots Quincy. But before Moon actually dies, he ends up telling them, you know, I will tell you what I know, but just promise me that you'll bury my body and that you'll sell some things and send some money back to my brother. So they agree, and he tells them that Ned was here two days ago, and so. They know that he was he's still like in the vicinity and they're planning to come back. Yes. And that they are planning on coming back either that night or the night after. Again, in the movie, Labeef is not with them. Correct. In the book, he is with them. (laughs) So we are. So now they're like, all right, we're basically just going to stake out this place, you know, till they come back. So a man comes riding up on his horse and it's Labeef. Mm-hmm. He's basically <laughs> just been trailing them the right. entire time. And so Maddie's like, okay, we need to go down there and like warn him that they're coming. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? At But before they're able to warn him, Ned and his gang start, start walking up as well on their horses. And so Rooster ends up sh- actually shooting down there to kind of like warn him right. that there's people behind him. And they actually end up shooting quite a few of them. And Lucky Ned is the only one that gets away. And uh, Labeef gets shot in the process as well. And bites, poor, his, like, poor bites his tongue. <laughs> um, so he goes down. So Maddie and Rooster go down to find um, Labeef, who's injured. And they find out that none of the other men that were there were Tom Chaney. So he wasn't with that particular part of the right. gang. Uh, so the next morning, they end up leaving that area, and Rooster's just, like, sloshed. Like, super, super sloshed. And these stupid guys start arguing again um, about who's the better shot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you only have one eye. <laughs> and you're drunk. <laughs> right. So they start, like, shooting cornbread in the air. And it's just, like, dumb. What a waste of cornbread. Right. Um, but then after that... That pissing match. Uh, they end up, you know, they they think that they might know a place where Cheney could be hiding out. So they go to that place, come to find out he's not there. So the trail has gone cold. And Cogburn kind of wants to quit at this point. And Labeef is like, I'm done. Yeah. And leaves again. Right. So he's, he leaves. Which is so interesting because it's like, okay, you've literally been at this, what, like four months? Right. Why now all of a sudden have you just, is it because right. you got shot? Yes. Like are you that much of a baby? Yes. <laughs> so that does not happen in the book. He stays in the book. Um so in the movie, Maddie and Rooster are by themselves at this point and they wake up the next morning from camp and Maddie goes down to the river to get some water for the horse or what whatnot. And she sees Tom Cheney actually down at the river. How convenient. Right. I was like, we've been looking for this man for so long. He's he just happens to be there. Time. <laughs> so she pulls a gun on him and her she dad's had, gun. her dad's gun and she ends up shooting him, but it hits him in like, the stomach, and, yeah, it doesn't fatally kill him yeah. or anything. 
And then he kind of starts walking up to her. She tries to shoot him again and her gun fails her. So Cheney ends up taking her and then come to find out Lucky Ned is there, that he's actually with, with that gang. And we can... And then so all the commotion and the gunfire or whatever gets Rooster's attention. So he's trying to like not kind of be seen, but knows that, you know, kind mm-hmm. of threatens them. Ned, lucky Ned tries to threaten that he's going to kill her if, if Rooster doesn't go away. And so they end up taking her up to their camp, but he doesn't like really want to like hurt her. Cause I don't think he really knows who she is at this point. Right. He's <laughs> like, Oh, this is good. I can kind of get Rooster out. But yeah. Rooster even the house, he's like, that girl means nothing to me. Yeah. Like, he's like, go ahead, go ahead. kill her. I don't yeah. care. Um, so Ned actually decides that he wants Tom to take Maddie. Um, I think it's called Cypress Forks or something. He wants to take her somewhere and just leave her there. Mm-hmm. Like just take her there and to not harm her. And so the rest of them leave and it's just Tom and Maddie there. And he like goes crazy and starts to like choke her. Yeah. And I think in the book, she actually like throws hot water on him. That mm-hmm. really sparks. Yes. <laughs> him going like, crazy. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Right. Yeah. Here he just kind of like starts jumping and grabbing her. Yeah. Um, but so he's attacking her, choking her. And then Labeef comes back because he didn't actually leave <laughs> and hits Cheney in the head with a rock. Right. Which is essentially what happens in the book. But again, Lobeef is there the whole time. Right. He just kind of, I think he comes in on foot on the other like side of them. Mm-hmm. So that's when like Ned and them don't realize that he hasn't yeah. like, or that he's not with. Because at this point they told Rooster like, leave. We want to see right. you leaving. And then we'll kind of you know yes. leave as well. So now that Tom Chaney is passed out, uh, Labeef and Maddie are kind of up on this hill area and they're trying to like figure out where Rooster is. And so they can see down kind of in the valley, uh, it's like four of Ned's gang are on their horses, you know, going one direction and Rooster's coming in the other direction by himself. Standoff. Yes. It's like the standoff. And, they end up based, I don't know what those are called because they're not shootouts like at the OK Corral because you're on your, it's like a, almost like jousting with guns and horses. You know what I mean? Nope. <laughs> like they're coming, they're riding their horses right to each other yeah, no, and shooting it, or whatever. The, okay. But a shootout is where you like, you walk 10 paces, turn around oh, and you I shoot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so they start shooting at each other. Rooster's actually able to kill three of the guys um, coming at them. And he shoots he shoots Ned as well. And um, But Cogburn, or uh, Rooster ends up getting knocked off his horse at the same time. I, well, because Ned shoots his horse. Oh, yes. So his horse falls, causing him to fall. I did read in here or in somewhere that um, no horses were harmed in the making Thank of goodness. this movie. <laughs> Thank goodness. But this goes to show um, that Rooster actually is a good shot because yes. he, it was four to one and yeah, he killed three of them. <laughs> for sure. So, but now Ned is up on his horse, basically over over Rooster, about to shoot Rooster, and Labeef is 400 feet away and he ends up shooting at Ned and hits him and kills him. Great job. Labeef. Great shot. But at the same time, Tom Chaney's not dead yet. He pops up and Maddie ends up shooting him and he like falls off the cliff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the last, that's the last we see of um, Tom in the movie. In the movie, yes. In the book, he is not quite dead yet. Correct. He's like that like villain in those scary movies that just keeps coming right. back. <laughs> so in the movie, when Maddie shoots the gun, 
it actually like kicks her back and she ends up falling into this like cavern Mm -hmm. type thing, which does happen in the book as well. Um, So she's in this cavern and there's like a dead body down there and she like pulls it to her. And then there's a bunch of rattlesnakes in, in this area or in the body cavity. It's real gross. Um, And then rooster ends up coming and rescuing her down there in the book. This is where Tom Chaney comes back to life. Yeah, he's basically like, haha. Because earlier in the book, he makes mention of this like snake pit. Yeah, he's like, if you're if you don't behave, I'm gonna throw you in that snake pit, and then yeah. she ends up being there. Uh, the reason she's there is because her leg is stuck; she can't mm-hmm. get out. And he like stands over like the um, I guess opening of the cave, mm-hmm. and he's like, haha, like told you so. And then yeah. Rooster comes up from behind him and basically <laughs> pushes kills, him in there, pushes him and kills him. <laughs> uh, and then rattlesnakes like get at him yeah and like so that does not happen in the movie um but in the movie rooster is down there helping her but she gets bit but her hand gets bit by a rattlesnake and he does try to suck out some of the venom Mm -hmm. but we all know that that's not doesn't doesn't work work all the time (laughs) right um but then labeef comes and pulls them out to safety she also breaks her arm i think in the yeah yeah um so they end up, so Rooster and and Maddie end up getting on Little Blackie to ride back. And it's a really long way back to where they can get help. And Little Blackie just gets so tired. And Rooster's like, you got to keep going. And then he finally just collapse. And in the movie, Rooster ends up shooting him. Yeah. In the book, he just dies. Right. Like, why was that necessary? No. Like, I get it. Put it out of its misery. But also, like just yeah um but rooster ends up carrying her the rest of the way um to safety so now in the movie it's 25 years later and come to find out that maddie ended up losing part of her arm Mm -hmm. after that um because the venom got too got too high into her arm do you know like in oh you don't watch zombie shows do you (laughs) it's kind of like that like they get bit by a zombie and Uh if you if you cut off the arm before it gets too far up then you're fine okay just helpful temp. Do tip. they have venom or something? How, what? Yeah, if you get bit by a zombie, it's how you turn you turn into a zombie. It's not like instantaneous. No. Oh. Well, it depends on which zombie movie you're watching. Oh goodness. Okay. <laughs> Please tell me there's no books that are zombie about zombies that we're gonna have to do. Uh, World War Z. Absolutely. Oh, we are no. doing that this Halloween. It's gonna be awesome. Ugh, and Tom Cruise is in that movie. It's not Tom Cruise. It's Brad Pitt. Is it really? Yes. Why do I get that wrong? <laughs> no, know. a War of the Worlds. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we find out that um, before she kind of came to at the hospital or wherever she was getting taken care of, Rooster ended up leaving. He basically made sure she was going to be okay, and yeah. then he left. And she never saw him again. She did write him letters, and she ended up finding out that he joined a wild west show (laughs) Um, so she tried to go see him at the wild west show she shows up and finds out that he had just died a couple years or a couple days before she got there so so she and they were like these old men are like what do you need with them she's like he owes me 50 bucks (laughs) so um she ends up having his body moved to her family plot Mm -hmm. and she obviously would visit his his grave site we come to find out that she never got married she like just didn't have time for that nonsense well yeah she's very busy right and that she never heard from labeef again probably for the best yes (laughs) as he kept riding off into the sunset (laughs) 
but we do, I think, in the book, uh, find out that he did eventually get saved. Like, yes. yeah, they left him there, but like somebody yes. did finally end up getting. <laughs> yes. He didn't just die there. <laughs> um, but that's how the movie ends. It's basically how the book ends yeah. too. So, I mean, did the movie stay true to the book? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So. Um, all right, you have to pick one. You can't not pick one. I guess I'll pick movie. Yes. Just because it's less painful. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to pick the movie because Westerns are near and dear to my heart. My dad loved Western movies. Mm-hmm. I grew up ha- watching him watch them. What's, what was like his favorite? Tombstone. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. How, how are you from Arizona and you haven't seen Tombstone? Again, Western. Like, that doesn't. There's a part no. into like the opening of Tombstone is like you knew it was coming. Like, cause it's, there's like a gunshot at the beginning and we're like, well, dad's watching Doomstone again. Oh, got it. <laughs> I was like, you saw the ending of the movie at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Dude, we live there. Tombstone, Arizona. Yes, I'm I've aware. been there. It's I'm so cool. The Wild look. West is fascinating. I think if you actually took some time to like read about it. If I was interested enough, sure. There's also like a lot of other fascinating things to learn about in the world. (laughs) So I'll just waste my time on those. I'm just saying. The Wild West was like, I don't know if I would have lasted very long. Good to know that if we're ever at trivia, I can lean on you for Wild West trivia. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com and like we said earlier we are on patreon we have a couple levels that you can sign up for our rom-com level gets you episodes 24 hours ahead you also get access to our karen reviews which are bad reviews of the movie (laughs) usually one or two star ratings which those are the best (laughs) um and our drama level gets you everything i already mentioned you get a sticker for joining you get a shout out in a future episode and you get access to our bonus content like our booby serials that i mentioned before all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls or hit the link in our bio on instagram um coming up next i am so excited i am so excited so this is our very first ever movie to book adaptation what what (laughs) say what of one of my all-time favorite movies once upon a time in hollywood quentin tarantino wrote the book wild i'm so excited um also like the movie is kind of long what is your point do you think the book's gonna be just as long yes the book is like 400 pages oh dear god it's gonna be so good that i hope like three hours long so i'm just gonna talk about and talk well i hope that literally nothing is different since he wrote both i would that way you could just talk the whole time (laughs) oh it's so good i'm just so excited to watch the movie again yeah i I am too it's been a while I Not love it. that I long love ago. It. What, did, what did it come out like two years ago? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, there's someone who I almost defriended um, after she told me her thoughts on that movie. You should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.